0: Hey everybody, it's Shaman Sister Sin and you're listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by BetterHelp.com and LittleShaman.org. That's me, Little Shaman. Today we are going to do part two of Decoding Narcissistic Communication. If you're not familiar with part one, you're going to want to check that out. So let's get into it. All of the things we've discussed so far lay the groundwork for what we're going to talk about now. Due to all of the things that we've discussed and more, narcissists' most common experience seems to be that they're being attacked and insulted by other people. So they lash out. They believe other people are trying to offend them or hurt them. There's generally no such thing as an accident or a mistake for the pathologically narcissistic personality. How can there be an accident when you're the only thing anyone is ever thinking about or motivated by and when you know that everyone is an evil person covering it up by being a lying manipulator who's pretending to be good? Oh no, no, no. You don't get me that easily. It is all on purpose and I'm not falling for it. These people are very paranoid because, as we've discussed, they have no trust in themselves or their ability to discern what's true or false, and because they believe everyone is just waiting for their moment to take advantage. They are constantly looking for things that are meant to offend, insult, attack, mock, reject, embarrass, or upset them, and of course, they find these things because anything can be made to sound bad if you try hard enough. As hard as it is to see sometimes, narcissists appear to believe they're defending themselves when they attack other people. Though on the surface it makes no sense that we can figure out, they seem to believe they're reacting to some insult, offense, rejection, ridicule, or whatever that they believe has either already come or will come. It's often a preemptive strike so that they're not caught off guard by the inevitable betrayal of their trust. No one can betray your trust if you just never trust anybody and you just constantly suspect that everyone's going to screw you over eventually, right? Why wait? Why experience the anxiety and the shock and the painful betrayal? Let's just avoid all that and get to the point we all know is coming anyway. That seems to be the crux of the situation here. I know you're going to betray me anyway, and I'm not going to let you. I'm going to stop you, either by betraying you first, because then I'm in control of what's going to happen anyway, or by suspecting every single thing you do so that I'm not caught off guard because I can't deal with the betrayal that I know is coming, and I can't handle the anxiety of just waiting for it this is why we often see narcissists seeming to get angry when people don't betray them or don't mistreat them it isn't really that they want you to do those things per se it's that they know you will or that you already have and they can't deal with the anxiety of waiting for it to materialize it provokes rage in them this is also what creates the impression that narcissists can't just be still and enjoy a peaceful moment they don't know how to enjoy things because they're too afraid of being betrayed and feeling like a fool for believing in something that wasn't real many narcissists will even say things like that if you ask them they cannot relax They are too distrustful, too anxious, and seem to feel too incapable of protecting themselves. They can't tell what's real or not real, so they just assume that everything is fake and a lie. That way they don't have to guess, and they don't have to be afraid of being wrong. Remember, there's no such thing as a person you can trust for these people, and no one says what they really mean anyway, so it's not like you're risking missing out on a good relationship by assuming everybody is a liar and a phony. Just assume everyone is bad, and then you'll be safe. This is, of course, disastrous for communication. You can't talk to someone who automatically assumes that everything you say is a lie or it's not true somehow. You can't talk to someone who assumes that you're not saying what you really mean or that you're constantly trying to trick them somehow. This is one of the reasons narcissists have so much trouble listening. Part of it is that they are intentionally tuning you out because they don't believe you and they don't want to be fooled by you accidentally convincing them. And part of it is because they're dissociated and they're listening to their own thoughts instead. They are checked out of the conversation, literally, they are listening to something else and are legitimately not present for the things that you are saying. What they do hear, they interpret according to their biases and through multiple cognitive distortions, so they get it all wrong anyway. But even if they got it right, they have enormous difficulty integrating new information, so it wouldn't even matter. You've probably noticed that even when they appear to accept an explanation, nothing's really been corrected because when the situation gets brought up again, and it will get brought up again, they're still saying the same wrong thing as if the explanation never happened. They cannot integrate what you're saying because they can't integrate new information, especially new and contradicting information. What they think is what sticks, and that's it. You can see this at work in the curious phenomenon of mimicry that occurs with many narcissists where they repeat things they've heard, but don't really understand. This often results in chronically misused words or phrases that are not receptive to correction, no matter how many times it happens. Even with something as simple as this, then the updated information simply cannot be integrated into the system. It does not stick. You can imagine the difficulty there would be with things where something bigger is at stake. Part of the issue is that narcissists don't use logic or anything else to test reality. If things don't make sense, or they can't come up with a logical reason for someone's supposed motives or behaviors, which is not something they seem to spend much time evaluating at all, but which may be brought to their attention by other people, they appear to just assume that there's some angle they're not seeing and therefore their conclusions are still not wrong. So if you say to them, but why would somebody do that? That doesn't make any sense. Don't you see that this doesn't make any sense? The narcissist may respond with something like, well, I don't know why people do things. Or the answer may be something that makes no sense or some kind of blanket generalization like because they're a bad person or because they're just stupid. Again, see how easy that is? All of the deflection, denial, gaslighting, and other behaviors these personalities are known for are the result of a desperate attempt to preserve the very fragile fiction they are living in. They have to reject contradicting information because contradicting information disrupts that fiction and threatens its very existence. This cannot be overstated and it really, really needs to be understood. New and contradicting information threatens this person's reality, which is to say it threatens their existence. In behaviors like deflection, denial, gaslighting, and all the other things, despite the horrific damage they can and do cause, what you are really seeing is an inept, childish, even primitive attempt to prevent that from happening. And that's obvious if you think about it. How mature and evolved a strategy is it to simply deny things you did or said right in front of other people and insist it just didn't happen, regardless of people having proof that it did? How grown up is it to make up crazy lies about people and spread them around? How adult is it really to basically engage in a more articulate, slightly more sophisticated version of, I know you are, but what am I? How grown is it to throw tantrums, break things, or even physically attack other people when you're upset or you don't get your way? These are childish, infantile, ridiculous things for an adult person to do. The very real danger that they present doesn't change that. The grotesque childishness of these things doesn't mitigate the damage that can be done by them at all, unfortunately. But when we can zoom out a little bit and look at them in their proper perspective, it really does show us what we're actually dealing with here in most of these situations. A sort of small, childish, and primitive personality who doesn't know how to communicate, relate to other people, or even function in life very well at all some are able to succeed in some things sometimes beyond all reason or logic by the way because narcissism can actually be a benefit in some situations but their personal lives are usually a shambles and they are generally unhappy unfulfilled chronically angry people who feel perpetually powerless and for whom nothing is ever good enough that's not a surprise of course if we look at their behavior and how they treat other people their emotional landscape becomes pretty clear people who are happy and well-adjusted don't routinely mistreat others People who are happy and well-adjusted, aren't habitually jealous, envious, cruel, afraid, distrustful, paranoid. They don't project all these things onto other people. They don't try to shame others or claim that others are trying to shame them. They don't have to gaslight people because it's too difficult to admit bad behavior or a mistake or to be wrong. They don't have to live in a reality that's different from actuality just to cope with life, right? But narcissists do all of those things, and anyone who has spent any time with them knows this to be a fact. Far from whatever they are pretending to be, the majority of narcissistic personalities are terrified, emotional people in complete denial of just about everything, who use inept, self-sabotaging, often abusive coping and defense strategies to navigate life. This doesn't make them not dangerous at all, in fact. The lack of maturity and development makes them more dangerous in many respects. But understanding it does help us not to sort of endow them with more power than they really have. This in turn helps us to see them as they really are, which means addressing these things is not as intimidating as it is whenever we see them through the lens that they have provided. Not the one they would like us to use in which we are supposed to see them as perfect and flawless, but the one they actually gave us through which we might see them as genius demons or all powerful monsters and tyrants and whatever. That lens is true in its own way, but it's also false in its own way. The reality is actually very far from that in many ways. These are small, inept and even gullible personalities who live in a fantasy world because just day to day reality is too hard and too scary for them. Again, that doesn't make narcissists less dangerous, far from, but it keeps us from building up or even mythologizing them, which is not only incorrect, but it makes recovery more difficult. Seeing them in their proper perspective also helps with decoding their communication. If you can remember that this is a person who is lacking empathy, who cannot consider other people, who cannot take responsibility for anything because it's too threatening, who is pathologically distrustful, pathologically defensive, who literally lives in a different reality than you do, who cannot deal with emotions from anybody in any way including from themselves, who cannot listen to even the gentlest perceived criticism because their ego is too fragile and too easily damaged. then a lot of their behavior starts to make more sense and so do their words at least intellectually emotionally it will probably never really make sense and that's gonna have to be okay because it's not going to change you are not the same as this type of personality and you won't ever be so there are some things you're just not gonna be able to understand count that as a blessing many of the things that occur in communication with narcissists are baffling and can make even just basic talking very difficult As we mentioned earlier, not only do they often intentionally and unintentionally misrepresent and misinterpret what other people are trying to say, they may also chronically misspeak or misrepresent what they themselves are trying to say because words and phrases don't mean what the narcissist thinks they mean because they're egocentric and self-referential they often take offense to or become upset about things that are not about them but which they believe to be about them they have difficulty connecting with their own emotions and feelings so they project them outwards then perceive them as being caused by other people or to be coming from someone else entirely They deflect everything they perceive as even possibly critical or shaming, which is a lot. Many people don't realize how fragile these personalities really are. This results in conversations that go in circles and accomplish nothing, and were designed by default to be that way. They deny even meaningless or silly things, turning every little thing into a personal hill to die on. They defend against things that didn't happen or weren't said. They accuse, attack, and demean. They turn even simple mistakes into huge crimes that people can never live down. They gaslight and pretend things didn't happen or did. They have no understanding of cause and effect as applied to their own actions or how they appear to other people. They have no empathy, no insight, no self-awareness, no intuition, and no ability to read the room. So they may say things that are artless, rude, inappropriate, or end up embarrassing themselves and then get mad at other people for that they don't appear to understand or even perceive context at all either for themselves or other people they continuously tell other people what the other people mean what they are saying what they're doing or what they're feeling and refuse to hear otherwise which destroys the conversation completely every single time They don't listen, they ignore you, they give the silent treatment, they stonewall, they run away, they blame others for everything and attempt to shame them to alleviate their own anxiety and shame, they project their behaviors and bad quality onto other people and engage in campaigns of shaming and punishment due to their own self-loathing and self-hatred or to deflect suspicion from themselves, they let nothing go, they give no benefit of the doubt. They insist things happen that didn't happen because they really think they did happen, which is different from gaslighting because it's not intentionally deceptive, even though the effect on other people's is the same. They are delusional. They are suspicious and believe anybody is capable of anything at all times. They are distrustful. They believe nothing you say. They lie because honesty means absolutely nothing to them at all and because they believe everybody else is doing the same thing. They're manipulative because they feel powerless and need to control other people, but can't communicate directly about what they need or what they want. They like tricking people and feeling powerful, like they got away with something. They are paranoid and always assume the worst. Those are just the most basic common things that can happen with the majority of pathologically narcissistic personalities. There are even more still, all of them awful and damaging. If it has not been made clear to you by now due to things both in their control and things out of their control, pathologically narcissistic personalities are simply not capable of communicating on any real level in any kind of relationship. They don't seem to understand or even hear much of what's being said to them by anybody, much less someone they feel threatened by, and anyone who is more than a casual acquaintance fits that description. If all you're interested in is the most superficial, banal, and empty conversation possible with a person who has no curiosity, no empathy, and no genuine interest in anything but themselves, then it could be somewhat okay, though you'll probably still find yourself misunderstood continuously, as well as being unable to understand some of the things this person is trying to say to you, and you can't ask questions about it because that's threatening to them. They seem to interpret that as prying or to take any questioning of them or things they've said as a challenge to them and as claiming that they're wrong somehow, rather than an honest attempt to understand. Since they don't seem to possess any real curiosity about other people, they don't understand people asking questions, quote, just because either. If you're asking about something, there must be a problem. You will also find yourself being intentionally mistreated anyway, regardless, because that's just how this goes. It's part of the package. Their problem is internal, but they don't realize that, so the blame and punishment for how they feel goes to the person they can blame, often whoever happens to have the bad luck to be around the most. But if you could overlook all of these things or somehow didn't care about them happening, the communication might go a little better, at least sometimes, if you were willing to be simply a waiting receptacle for their various words and not much else, in other words. However, if you want to have real conversations of any level or depth, if you want to be able to ask questions and have your curiosity rewarded instead of punished, if you want to be able to say good morning to someone without having to worry that they're going to take it wrong, If you want to be heard, if you want honesty, if you want to be seen for who you are, if you want to be believed about anything you say, if you want to understand and be understood, if you want to be able to say what you think, how you feel and what you mean, instead of having somebody tell you, if you want to ever be able to resolve anything that ever happens and if you ever want to matter, this is not going to work out for you. You might have noticed that this podcast does not include any lists of common phrases and what they might mean or anything like that. The reason for this is because the ability of these personalities to communicate can be so poor that the things they say could literally mean anything or nothing. There is no way to know if they even understand the definition of the words they are using, if they're using them the way that other people use them, if they're being honest, if they're being manipulative, if they genuinely don't remember or understand or anything else. If you were to ask the narcissist in your life what they mean by what they are saying instead of assuming it means what most people would mean, always remembering that questioning them can be perceived as threatening, you might find out that what you've been assuming and therefore responding to is actually totally wrong. Or that the meanings of things change based on factors that you are unaware of or can't follow, or any number of other things that are not predictable or decipherable. Though it's popular to do, and in very general terms is helpful to understand that they're projecting, for example, it is simply too difficult to even guess what any narcissist might mean by anything without a lot of other information. You would get more illuminating information by asking them directly, though you might not necessarily get an answer. Whatever they might say would probably tell you more about what's going on with this person than any list you might find of course there would probably also be a huge problem if you ask and the reality is it's not worth it not when it won't change anything the point of understanding how pathologically narcissistic personalities function is not to fix or enable relationships with narcissistic personalities the relationship will be what it is whether you understand what's happening or not because the narcissist is basically in it by themselves and so are you and you're both in totally different relationships Regardless of what they say, these personalities are not really looking for understanding in any way, either of you or for themselves or for the situation or anything else. That concept has no true value or meaning to them at all. And I hope this episode of the show has helped you to understand why that is. The point of what we're doing here is to help you interpret what's going on so that you can make an informed decision about whether you want to continue to invest in this situation or not. The level of dysfunction here really isn't surmountable. Virtually every single aspect of communication is impaired for these personalities. From verbal to nonverbal, from listening to getting their own point across, from trust to honesty, down to basic understanding of words and what words mean. It is simply not possible to have a relationship of any kind under these circumstances. If you choose to do so anyway, and many people do, at least know what you're dealing with so that you're not blaming yourself. You will get enough blame from the narcissist. I hope that clears a few things up for you. As always, I look forward to your comments, questions, and suggestions, so please keep those coming. I take appointments online, over the phone, via text, via messenger, via email, and through Skype worldwide. So if you're interested in speaking with me one-on-one, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that. I teach workshops, clinics, and seminars throughout the year, so if you're interested in seeing what we're running this month, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that. If you're interested in joining our support group with weekly support meetings, access to exclusive content and more, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that as well. You've been listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by betterhelp.com and littleshaman.org. That's me, a Little Shaman. May the Great Spirit bless you. Have a beautiful day.